Welcome to episode number 79 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. And let's play two, as in two of our favorite co-hosts around. We've got Tyler Glass now joining us from, I don't know if it's a vineyard or wherever you are, and Lucas Giolito of the Chicago White Sox. Nice enough to interrupt his gaming schedule. <laughs> join us for the next 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, Tyler, let's start with you. Where are you? I'm in Tampa right now. So I came up for like a week just to like check in and do like rehab stuff and just hang out here for like a week. Just kind of bounce around and all that fun stuff. It's so pretty where you are right now. It's I mean, like a little Airbnb. It's like, yeah, it's got a nice little, I didn't plant all these flowers, but it does. It looks nice. It doesn't look I like to make Florida it look real to me. good. I know, right? It looks kind of like California vibe, like little Santa Barbara. Yeah. Yeah. They, Speaking they of uh, California, that's where Lucas is joining us from. Uh, first of all, did you did you get a new camera on us? You've got like kind of a, it looks like a new setup. Is it CRISPR? What's going on? It's the same old uh, video cam. What or what are they called? One that sits on top of your monitor that oh, I've always okay. had. All right. Well, you were. I got were nice screw- lights. You were screwing around with the background earlier, so let's see what 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 can you do again. I want to see. We'll let Glass now pick the background you're going to go with. You there. got. You already know. I mean, I could honestly make it anything. I could Google image search whatever and make it the background. <laughs> that's that's Zoom for you, but I have the blurred. Uh huh. Eh. So it's just me, but it kind of gets funky over here. And yeah. then I have. Uh, oh, our, Alex. Alex. Yeah. yeah. That that's a little too much. Alex Trebek looking at me. I don't remember. I don't remember why that one saved. I, I honestly, it was like some Zoom like two years ago, that came up and I made it my background. But can you answer that in a form of a question, please? Mm. Yeah, Rosie, (laughs) idiot. All right, so we're taping a couple of days before Thanksgiving. I, I appreciate you guys giving me some time. So what's going on, Lucas? Are you guys traveling, seeing family? What's what's up? No, Ari's working. Um, I actually just rushed over. She forgot to get her uh, bring her lunch this morning. So after my workout, I came back here, grabbed her lunch, brought it to her at the hospital, and then I drove back here. And then now there's a guy back there. Uh, actually, my cross street neighbor Troy. Shout out Troy. He's a licensed contractor, and he's currently fixing our ceiling in our upstairs bathroom because we had water damage. Perfect. Uh, so it's been an eventful morning. Okay. Well, thank you for, if Troy wants to pop in and say, hi, don't let him rip you off, please. <laughs> no, he won't. We're, we're boys. Okay, good. Yeah. He, but yeah, no Thanksgiving plans. Ari's going to be working from probably 8am until 8pm. So Jeez. I'll like, cook wow. some, I'll cook something. I'm not going to do like a full Thanksgiving dinner. We don't even like Turkey that much. I'll probably get a I was about to say. chicken. I'll get like a rotisserie chicken and make sides. I think that's the plan. Okay. Does anyone Last. really love what? Thanksgiving meals? Like, I think it's great. I like the family aspect of it, but like turkey and like, I just think we could do so much better. It's time we should update it. We should do like more fun, delicious foods. What's the matter with you, Pete? This is my favorite day of the year. I'd I much really? rather do. I'd much rather do a, a Thanksgiving roast beef. Or, yeah, like, or like a or like a or like a pizza. I don't even anything. Like, Thanksgiving. Just like, hmm. Thanksgiving pork shoulder. Ooh, now we're on to something. I like that. That's ridiculous. We've seen more options. I do like the sides and stuff. They're like I can I can get down with some stuffing and like some potatoes and mm. sweet potato casserole and all that stuff. But, wow. Um, mm. what what are you doing, Glass? Are you gonna go see family or what? 
I'm actually going to LA. We're going to a friend's house. They live in Santa Monica. We're doing that Thursday for Thanksgiving. And then we're going to my cousin's house on Friday in Santa Clarita. So it'll kind of be bouncing around. And then I'll, I'm traveling a bunch until like the end of December, basically. Well, you know who lives in between Santa Monica and Santa Clarita? Yo. Oh yeah. Look at that. We haven't tried to hang out like six times. It doesn't work. This, this one might work. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? Can I come crash your party? Hey, Come on, are you kidding me? The Rose family would love that if Glass now walked through the Where do you live again, exactly? You don't have to give your exact address on here. No, do. Please (laughs) give us your exact address. That'd be perfect. Give us your zip and everything. What's your social security number, Chris? We'll we'll pass on that. I'll give you my routing number. Hold on one second. Um, (laughs) So we are taping this on the day that uh, Wander Franco just got a a billion-dollar extension from your Tampa Bay Rays, but Lucas... We have some breaking news. What is it? John Heyman is reporting, and I'll read it in my John Heyman voice. The Chicago White Sox are closing in on a three-year deal worth $24 million a year for Kendall Graveman. Mm. Yes. Your thoughts? That guy's good at sports. Uh, Yeah. He's he's very very good. He's got one of the best sinkers in baseball out of the bullpen. Um, he tore us up in the playoffs every time he came. I, I don't remember how many outings he had in our short playoff series. Uh, I knew that 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 you know we wanted to bolster our bullpen. I mean, I'm not a front office executive by any means, but as a player, I know that we wanted to get a nice bullpen piece, and he's perfect for that. By the way, I misspoke. Three years, twenty-four million total, not twenty-four a year for a bullpen. One, Although twenty-four nice a year would be, yeah, that'd be crazy. Yeah, um, that's really interesting because obviously you already have Liam Hendricks back there. You picked up the option on Kimbrel, although reportedly that was just so that they could trade him, which will most likely happen because I don't think you're going to keep that much bank at the back end of your bullpen. Although I could be wrong. Am I under something? I don't know. That's. See, when you get into that, it's beyond my uh, pay grade. I don't know what's going on. Okay. That's a big pickup for you guys. That's tasty. Yeah, between so Kendall Graveman's right-handed sinker and Aaron Bummer's left-handed sinker. A lot of ground balls. Do you, do you guys uh, pay attention to what is going on in the offseason? I mean, there's been a ton of pitching moves already. So, Glass, do you pay attention to all this stuff? I don't like seek it out, but it just randomly will pop up on like Instagram. I don't have a Twitter and I feel like that's where most of the, it's like yes. easier to navigate with all the transition or transactions and stuff, but it'll always pop up. It like goes to the things you kind of like associate with and like on Instagram. So a lot of the baseball stuff does come up. Um, you know, who keeps me in the loop is Donna Glass now. She's really good at like looking all of all that stuff. So I try not to like, I don't know. I just don't really like pay attention, but I, I somehow find out about most of them. But yeah, it's been a lot of movement. I think just because of this, like the negotiations and stuff, people are trying to get it done before mm-hmm. like a potential lockout. So it's just like, it's kind of honestly too, it's kind of nice. It'd be nice if this was a, the case every off season, like just like the, everyone's just trying to go so fast. It's just, it's kind of a, I don't know, just get it over with. So like all the other free agents can sign too, like get the big guys out of the way and then like give time and give room for the other guys. But I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> uh for people that are watching on YouTube, they just saw Lucas disappear momentarily. What, yeah, my. What was that? Are we live on YouTube? Well, we're not live, but <laughs> why? What? What happened? Uh, 
my cat, one of my cats just jumped up and hit a button on my keyboard. I didn't know that that button meant turning your video off. <laughs> I thought you had to do that with your mouse. Um, Not your cat? Yeah. Ooh. Good which, one. Which cat is that, by the way? That's Juice. He's the older one. And who's the other one? Scallop. Scallop's okay. like the, the tabby looking one. Juice is orange. Do they Those come? Cat names. Like, I, I've never had a cat. Can they? Like, if I call my dog, if Sydney, if I'm like, hey, Sydney, she'll pop up in my lap. Do mm -hmm. cats do that? So they like the thing with cats are a lot more independent. So it's like if they feel like it, like they know their names. But I mean, they rarely will like come to you if you call their name, but they'll like turn around and look at you. That makes sense. Okay. And how does Louie deal with the cats? Um, he likes a corn cob on juice all the time, which is like when you, when a dog, like just kind of like goes like that. So he'll like go like that on juice's face and juice will like it actually. Cause it's like getting scratched. Um, sometimes we get into little fights, but it's never too violent. The main issue is the two cats fighting at like three, four in the morning. Oh, when we're trying to sleep. Yeah, that's. A big time pain in the ass. Does that happen? That happens in your room. Can't you send them somewhere? I mean, sometimes we'll just like throw them out and close the door. Yes. Send them where? What do you mean, like boarding school or just yeah. another room? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Is there a cat cage or or what? I don't know what oh, you do with cats. No, they like they like <laughs> to be high up so that we have a cat tower in the oh. living room where they just kind of chill up top. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Um, do you? I let Tyler answer this question. Do you mm. pay attention to what's going on in free agency? Uh, for the most part. I mean, I like to see the starting pitcher market go to the moon. That's always yeah. good. Yep. Uh, and it currently is right now. So, I mean, that's, that's it. Especially the that's Tommy it. John ones, which is tight. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, anything new to report on that glass? Have they? No. No. I'm like four months in, so I still got like a bunch of time. So we'll see. Just you like, got the well, surgery four months like, ago. Yeah, I'm like what, 16 weeks, maybe today. I don't even know the dates, but I'm 16 weeks out. Um, I'll start in like what, week 22. Okay. All right. A little frozen. Yeah, that's okay. Oh, it's hey, better. Let's, uh, oh, let's talk yeah. about Wander Franco. What's the hold on real quick on the TJ thing? So yeah. when I got it back in. 2012 it was a long time ago i came back i was like pitching in games at like 10 months Ooh. oh wow oh my god yeah so i was back i mean the, it was pretty aggressive like program back then i know that since then they've made slowed it down like considerably yeah like when when are you supposed to be pitching in games again there's a possibility at 13 months it's september but like it's, it's traditional uh, I don't know, standard now, it's like 15 months almost. And I had the brace done, like the hybrid. They put that little, like that, the brace in with the uh, reconstruction. They put like the little tendon. They do like the whole wraparound. Um, so at 13 months, it'll be September. But the biggest thing too, with like the adrenaline, like if I hadn't pitched in that long and most like re-injuries occur within that first like 14 months area. So like, unless yep. I'm feeling like extremely good, I don't know if I'll even pitch next year. But I mean, only time will tell. But yeah. I think that's it's pretty standard to be around like 13 to like 16 months. And I think that going into an offseason, having like a full time to come back and build up might be like just good for like the 
rest of the time, I guess, like just for the next year setting me up. Yeah, it's probably better now than it was then. My first full season back, it hurt like a motherfucker the entire season. I threw 100 innings, 98 innings that season. And like, oh my God, there were some days where I was like, is this thing going to hold up? But it did. That's like the mental hurdle of the surgery. You're scaring the shit out of him, Lucas. Don't, don't, don't. Do he's that not even, him. I know he's not even, he, he's not even blinking. You scared him frozen. You scared, <laughs> scared him frozen. Look at him. No, oh my God. by the way, glass now's got the most amazing freeze in history. There are women that are going to print out. This I know. Photo. I, I wish I could look that good. When I mean, zoom freezes on me. Right. And that's it. He's gone. <laughs> like he's out. You, look, look, you better apologize when he comes back in this room. No, he's fine. It's different now. They they take so much longer. It's like a nice, easy, gradual process. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, it was like the Wild West back. I mean, can't imagine what Tommy John surgeries were like in like the 90s, 80s. I came back like 10, 11 months back to pitching in games. And I came back like my first game. I was throwing so hard. I felt Damn. amazing. Uh, and it was like that was in uh, – Gulf Coast League, and then I went to short season, and I threw maybe like 40 innings over the course okay. of my first, first year back. And I pretty much felt great the whole time. I was like, oh, wow, this is a piece of cake. Then yeah. I had a full off season, working out, doing another throwing program, feeling good, spring training, go to short, uh, go to low A. And they tell me you're going to be in low A all year, no matter what. We're trying to get you to right around 100 innings, and then we're going to call it. I'm like, all right, cool. And as the season went on, my arm would just feel worse and worse and worse. And it was getting, it would just get really, really sore. I would have like pitches where I'd have a little scar tissue release and it would like, yeah. feel, yo, chill. And I, I would have, I would, I would throw these pitches where I'd have little releases, little pops. And I'd be like, yo, like, did I just, did it just go again? I'd throw yeah. another one and it would be fine. I'd be like, okay. And I was 19, so I was like, oh, what's going on? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but everyone, you know, all the trainers, all the doctors are like, no, 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 you're good. Like, this is how it is. Okay. My issue was that I would pick at the scab too much. And that's what I always tell a young player that has to get surgery. Do not pick the scab. Like, don't, yeah. like, don't push on it. Don't test it. Don't, like, do things to try and feel pain because you're sure. like, oh, is it okay? Is it not yeah. okay? Like, the <laughs> yeah. more you mess with it, the more you mess with it, the more pain you're going to feel. So like, leave it alone. You know, you yeah. have a brand new, brand new thing in there. It's setting in, like, you're going to be good. Yeah. Now I'm, you know, what is it? 2021, like almost 10 years old, this Tommy John. Yeah. That's nuts. I'm pretty too. solid. Yeah. Looking good too. I, I honestly too, I've had like enough experience with like injuries and whatnot, like not a, a bunch, but any professional athlete, I guess, does. And I used to be a huge, like, mess with the scar, too. Just like, is it good? And then you'd feel it, like, oh, it's not good. And then five minutes later, you'd be like, maybe I'll do it again. And, like, you just no, keep doing it. Like, I know. It's, this gap. Yeah, that's, I know. that's. I'm better at it now, though. I'm like, there's, I'm literally, I'm going to accomplish nothing. Like, even if I, I find out it feels good, like, what's the trade-off? Like, just, I messed with it for no reason. Like, it's, so, try to leave it yeah, alone. I think that's part of the reason why I didn't feel very good some of those days. I've heard multiple uh, people I, say the exact same thing too. Like they would like jam it in their car seat and just like, I want to make it hurt. So yeah. I don't know what that is, but yeah, I'm going to try to avoid that. Yeah. Um, you avoid that. You're going to be good. Especially with like, I mean, 
the medicine has progressed so much. Like sure. these programs are just such a T they make it a little bit longer. So you have more time yeah. for everything to get better. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Hey, um, glass, I know you're a little bit older than Lucas, but you're both from Southern California. Mm -hmm. Did you guys know of each other when you were younger? I, I probably knew of Lucas more because I sucked when I was that young. I was just so gangly and like I was just all I was like Gumby, just like bones and skin and just like and I remember going to the area code tryouts and I got invited to go and it was like just to get an invite. I was like, wow, I threw like 83 to 86 and Lucas threw the hardest probably in that area. I think he threw like 93 of that game. And we talk a little bit in the bullpen, not a long time, but I remember yes. um, that team. I feel like was kind of picked before because that's a kind of how they have like their scouting stuff and like yeah, the team was picked politics. before the tryout anyway. But I mean, yeah, I don't even how'd y'all do that year anyway? Like, how did the area codes go? Uh, yeah, I went to the area codes twice, so that was my oh, first yeah. one because you were what you graduated high school in eleven. Yeah, yeah, you're one year ahead of me. So I I went. The only thing I remember from that area code tryout is that was the first time I met Max. I think. And oh, nice. I hit, um, who's like, why am I, I'm the worst of names. Who's the most Me famous, too. best NHL player of all time. Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky. I hit Wayne Gretzky's son in the back <laughs> with like 94 <laughs> miles per hour. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I had no, at, when I was that young, I had no idea where the ball was going. I, I was I the same. I was like, <laughs> I, I, I was like, I was super gangly guy too. So it was like, I could throw hard. I don't know how I threw hard when I look at my mechanics back then because it was a complete mess. But it's like I threw really hard and that was it. And I would like snap off like a hard curveball, like what you throw now. That's yeah, what I exactly. used to throw. I do. And, yeah, you had like that huge 12-6. Like, and you used to be like kind of long, like kind of the same. So too. You were very yeah. like limbed out. Yeah. And so that's what I remember. I hit uh, Wayne Gretzky's son in the back. <laughs> okay, did you know at the time that was Wayne Gretzky's kid, or did somebody tell you afterward, hey, you just hit the greatest hockey player ever, his son, square in the back? I, I was told after. Yeah. Damn, you, you're lucky that, like, his his enforcer, Marty McSorley, didn't come down and kick <laughs> your ass. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Just, just want to let you know. Or that's kind of cool that you you hit Wayne Gretzky's kid. Yeah, and then it was it was the following area codes – the actual area code games where I got this label of being like soft because I'm from Southern California. And so it was like, I remember everyone's, oh, Giolito's soft. He goes to private school, da, 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 da. So I just hit a kid on purpose, like for no reason. <laughs> I thought that was, was like big Michael Jordan's you know kid. I was like, yeah, exactly. Right. That was like a big thing. I feel like even like that died as we got older but like i remember in the minor leagues that was like maybe it was just like the pirates thing too but it was always like if you like hit someone and i was always just like i can't throw strikes like why would i put a guy on first and then now i'm just just to hit someone like i don't understand that but yeah that I, definitely I, the game has gotten away from that for sure yeah so deathly afraid of hitting a guy in the head i was like aiming at his ankles yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like just kind of try to send a message yeah hey, was... did you guys know that you have pitched in the same game in the majors in the when was it when i was in pittsburgh oh no yes against it was other? yes you uh it was in pit the game was in chicago but it was an interleague okay, game when I was and here we go here's Gilito, and oh, you yep. had, we're intermixed oh there's my two seamer yep 
uh, glass, you are hilarious because there's no way that's you. I, I mean, know. you don't even look like the same human being. I know. I just got the short hair. I was a lot more scared than too. It was always it was a very big deal to pitch all the time. <laughs> yeah, I remember that game though. Good memories. Look at us. Was that 2000 when? 2018? Yeah. Mm. That that was 18? Oh, yeah, I guess I was in the, pull, the pen then. Yeah. Yep. Uh, glass now, two and a third, one hit allowed, three Ks, no walks. What? Wow. That's wow. unheard of back then. No way. Yeah. I didn't know I had a stat line like that. Good for me. Lucas, you want your line? No. It was 2018, <laughs> so I already know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Go check out the commercial. You'll figure it out. Oh, God. Yeah, there you go. Ho, ho, ho. It is the holiday season, but when that someone special in your life wants to unwrap their gift and it doesn't quite deliver, that can be a bummer. That's where our friends at GetRoman.com can help out. In fact, you get to hop on with a U.S. licensed healthcare professional and talk about erectile dysfunction. Now, you might sit there and say, I'm a little bit uneasy. I feel like I'm the only one that has to deal with that. It's not true. Did you know that 52% of men ages 40 to 70 are dealing with some form of ED? So you're not alone. But I understand you don't want to stand in a doctor's office or go to the pharmacy and get help. And they say, all right, who's next in line? You don't want to be that person. So do it from the comforts of your own home. You'll hop on the phone once again with a U.S. licensed healthcare professional, and they'll figure out a treatment plan. If you need medication, no problem. They'll send it to your house. It's discreet. Nobody has to know, but you're going to take care of it so that you can then take care of business. So once again, it's go getroman.com slash John Boy. You're going to get 15 bucks off your first month of treatment. It is that simple. Don't stand on the sidelines. Get yourself back in the game. Let's go. Treat yourself this holiday season. So I didn't give you a chance, Tyler, to tell us a little bit about Wander Franco. On the oh shit meter, when you heard that he, his extension is minimum 185 mil and could get up to 223, what was your reaction? Could have gotten more. Just as I've seen him pitch, and he, I'm pitch. I mean, I've seen him play, um, and just like I remember, t- I've talked to Eric too now. I'm like, this is like the best baseball player I've ever seen. Like per age, like compared to skill and what he did in the playoffs. Like no moments too big for him. Like he was amazing in the regular season. But when I saw him in the postseason, I was like, this kid is the most real, like Rob. He's so good at baseball. He was like made to play baseball. Yeah. Well, I'm partly yeah. joking about like making more. He could have, but it's an amazing deal. I think too, it kind of puts, gives him less stress. He can just go out, play, have fun. Um, and it's nice to know you're going to be somewhere for a while too. Like it doesn't guarantee him the 12 years that he's going to be there, but like to know he'll probably like buy a house now and just like kind of settle his feet. So I'm happy for him. Lucas, you wanted to hop in there. Yeah, he's like one of those guys that doesn't come come along very often that has no fear at all. He yeah. just like shows up to the big leagues like, yep, this is where I belong at like whatever age, super young, right? 20 years old. He 20, made his debut. Yeah. 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 That's like a Juan Soto type, you know? And so yeah, good in the clubhouse too. carries himself really well. Like when I was 20, I could barely tie my shoes. I was always just so scared to walk around and like make someone mad. And he's just like so good at navigating all of that. And like, I think there's a lot of it too. Like he's not a dick in any way, but he's just kind of like, he knows he's good. And he's like, I don't care if I like offend anyone. And he's too nice too anyway. So, but he's got along with everyone. He's done really well. 
Yeah, it makes awesome. sense. Yeah, it makes sense the Rays would offer him a contract like that then. Yeah. Cool. Um, real quickly on award season, I think we all expected Shohei Otani to walk away with the MVP, which he did. Lucas, do you think decades from now you'll tell your kids and grandkids like, I competed against that guy. Is I've given up we... a big tank against him. Maybe two. Me too. <laughs> yes, Lucas, yeah. <laughs> Dead center, Angel Stadium. I remember. So yeah. do you think that's where we're headed with this guy? I mean, I for me, it's like he won the MVP this year, obviously, like well-deserved, unanimous. Uh, he, I only think he's going to get better. Yeah. Like he's going he's gonna to settle in. He's going to be able to throw more innings. Oh. And he's going to continue to have like a similar pitching stat line because his stuff is ridiculously good. Yeah, uh, I think he'll get better at like limiting walks too. Mm. I think that's one of the only things that really hurts him. And then uh, hitting wise, like all he's going to keep hitting like forty home runs. So I I just see him winning a bunch of MVP awards because he can do it on both sides. Yeah, how many more years until like it's take it for granted? Like after a certain while, like you know, like Mike Trout does like has all these seasons and like you kind of just expect it now. Like, especially for Shohei, like when is there when does that like voting hangover happen? Like when is it like because how does anyone else win MVP now? Like he could literally go out and throw 20 starts, have a four ERA, just have like a normal and then go out and have like hit 270 with 30, which is like I'm like, how does it, pure value, like nobody comes close to that. Like, how do you, like, if you're Vlad Jr., like, what are you just like, I don't, I'm never going to win an MVP. Like, yes, those offenses hit 400. Or maybe 500. Like, he, yeah, that's what like I'm saying. he can't pitch. It's crazy. I just don't understand. I wonder if there's going to be more players that come along like Shohei. I just don't see it happening. There'll be more of like teams that are on the hunt for it. I'm sure guys will give people a chance now that it's been shown it could be done. But who, who can like do what he does? No the one. Rays, you have a two way guy on your team, right? In your org. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Cronenworth with San Diego is a really good pitcher in AAA. And he was like 95, 96, like really good stuff. Kind of an invisible fastball, too. I think he's like really efficient, has spins it well. Um, but they haven't really tried to do that with him. But I, I hope someone else starts doing it. I think Shohei is more appreciated in clubhouses and opposing dugouts than he is by the general public. Because I think we look at it and it's almost like, well, he was like some sort of video game creation. And we're like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. I think you guys, Lucas, am I off base here? Or do you think I'm onto something? I think you kind of are. Um, it's also like the the LA Angels thing, too. I think if, uh, you know, I think they're putting some pieces together to be more competitive. If you see mm -hmm. them in the playoffs, then that's when it'll take uh, it'll start to take off even more. Yeah. Yeah. He has that kind of stone coldness about him too, to where like I don't think the big like the playoffs would really like affect him in any way as well. Like any type of big like emotional situation, he's always just like, I'm Kelhey, I'm happy. <laughs> he just doesn't seem like mm -hmm. he gets phased. It's cool. Uh let's talk about the other MVP, a guy that you played with for a short time, Bryce Harper. Um, I equated it when he won to the likes of Tiger Woods and LeBron James, which means that he has been in the public eye basically since he was a teenager, like 15 or 16, and he has lived up to it and then some. And there are there's certain haters that'll say, well, shit, he didn't win anything, and look what happened. The year he left Washington, they won it all. Um, when you first met Bryce Harper, what, what were your thoughts, Lucas? Well, going back to what Tyler was saying about being young and making it to the big leagues, it was like 
for me, it was being terrified. Um, there were, you know, I was, I was getting a hard time from certain guys cause I came up and I was expected to like fill a role and I was like the big prospect and I was not nearly ready <laughs> to pitch at the big league level. And so I didn't do well. And if you come up as a rookie and you don't do well, it's, it's tough. So, yeah. uh, I'd I'd say like you know clubhouse culture has kind of progressed since then, even though that was a short time ago. But you know I I didn't like converse with him much, uh, especially since he's a position player and I'm a pitcher, and you always have like that kind of little separation. And I was a rookie, mm-hmm. I was 21. Um, so I I mean for me as far as like see, viewing him as a player, uh, just again like so solid so uh consistent works his ass off i mean it's sorry they're fighting uh and yeah i mean i don't know it's hard for me to say like oh you know you're saying before about he he's on the nationals and he leaves the next year they win the world series and people like oh what's that like i don't see that as a thing uh You know, that's the the Nats, like when they won the World Series in 19, like they got so hot at the perfect time and they rode that wave. Uh, Strasburg pitched his ass off. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's. I didn't follow like the NL at all, so I had no idea who was like even up there for winning the MVP in the, in the National League. And then I saw Bryce Harper won. And I was like, "Oh wow, yeah, very, very interesting." Yeah, do yeah, all the advanced I, stats. I'm like, I wonder too, like how they evaluate people. Like, if you were to take, who would have won it if this was 2010? Probably like uh, Soto or I don't know. He had a Tatis. pretty good bulk stats, but his like advanced stuff was crazy. Like he had an unbelievable year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the problem was is that there wasn't a guy on a contending team this year. Mm-hmm. I think in 2010 people would have voted much more along the contender lines. Mm-hmm. Like neither, no, you know, we had no playoff representation among the six finalists, three in each league. Yeah. Is and, that really taken into consideration? Because what about the, remember the time when, when Verlander won the Scion, Garrett had like the most unbelievable playoff, but he struck out 15 a game, like every game I feel like. And then he had like a very similar stat line to Verlander in the season. And then, Verlander didn't pitch as well as Garrett in the postseason, and it almost seemed like the clear, obvious choice is Garrett. But Verlander won the award. I want like how much? Well, does let's that start actually... with this. Playoffs don't matter. The voting is taken right after the just regular more, season. Yeah, more of a yeah. contending team. You mean just in general? Yeah, but I'm just saying that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, listen, the Blue Jays had two of the three finalists in mm-hmm. Vlad Jr. and Simeon, mm-hmm. uh, and they missed out on the playoffs by one game. So yeah. I called them a I contender. They just tight. Yeah, they just didn't make it. And uh, yeah. hey, you faced Harper, though, haven't you, Tyler? I have. I I think if we. I don't know if uh, we can get some, like, uh, an info check on this, but I think I've done, done pretty well against him, even in Pittsburgh. Like I remember striking him out once on ninety eight up in a way when I could like I knew it was in me, but I was always throwing like ninety three, ninety five in the big leagues for some reason because I was just like not comfortable. But I remember like I, I for some reason I would like turn it on against him, and I remember like one at bat where I struck him out. 98 up and away. I think I've done relatively well against him. But when weird. you're when you're facing a guy like that, is it different because of who he is? 
it was weird. Like I think in the position I was in Pittsburgh, I almost felt like I was like, it was like, if he, it was this mentality of like, if this guy does get a hit off me, like he's supposed to, like, I'm not doing very well. And he's Bryce Harper. And then if I strike him out or something, it's like, Oh, wow, that's good. So I think like the pressure level on that was a bit different, but I would say the feeling of like having someone come up and being intimidated by their name for, for me kind of, it went away relatively quick. Like I never really grew up nerding out over like guys too. I never really like had my favorite players and like really loved certain guys to where like, I think it took about a year and then I just never really cared who I was pitching against. It was more about like how to execute pitches and how to get them out as far as scouting reports go. But I don't know if I would change up what I was doing necessarily just because it was like a big name guy. Hey, everybody, you know how much I love dugout mugs. I think they are so cool. They got the engraving. They made for a great holiday gift, and you better order yours right now because time's running out. And guess what? They got something cool. The metal dugout mug. That's right. Shaped like a baseball bat. You can put uh, your hot drinks, your cold drinks, whatever sort of drink right inside here. Then you do the old bottoms up thing. You're going to be happy. Uh, that someone special in your life is going to be happy if you get them as a gift. And right now, we're trying to save you money on top of everything else. So you go to dugoutmugs.com. Code word there is John Boy. You're going to get 35% off these things at dugoutmugs.com. Do it before they sell out. I'm trying to help you. I'm doing your holiday shopping. I want to save you some money. It is that simple. So you are a fan of the Rose Rotation. I'm a fan of you. I'm a fan of you saving money. I'm a fan of you bringing joy and happiness to those people in your life. Go to dugoutmugs.com. Use the code word John Boy. Save 35%. Get yourself a metal dugout mug. Cheers to you in your decision-making. Lucas was good enough to join us during the World Series, and you went down to uh, Houston for game six to go watch your buddy Max Freed. Did you get to hang out with him afterward? And if so, share a little bit about that, that journey with us. Um. Yeah, it was it was awesome. I uh, went out there with Jack and uh I I mean it couldn't have been a better trip, you know. I go out there it was game 6 and so we I was only going to be out there for one day. I was hoping they would win it then. Otherwise it would have been kind of like ugh. And sure enough, Max, uh, for me we're sitting up there and he he the first inning's kind of going haywire defensively that one ground ball uh, he gets his foot stepped on or his ankle stepped on yeah and at first i was like oh shit he's gonna be they're gonna take him he's gonna have to come out of the game like that looks nasty like he's gonna throw a couple pitches and it's not gonna be good and i was getting really worried but it's like the next at bat i mean i was sitting so far away we were in like this suite all the way in left field so i was like eyes on the tv like i'd watch pitch and then go right to the tv watch the pitch go right to the tv and i saw his velocity start to tick up i'm like oh he got angry and he doesn't get angry very often when he's pitching he's he's very like for the most part like methodical he's like one of the best i've ever met uh, and known in baseball when it comes to like going on true media and like learning the scouting reports and like understanding like how to sequence guys but i could tell that he just got pissed off because that first inning was like not going well despite the fact that he was making good pitches and so as soon as it's like that happens i see the velocity tick up and then to end the inning he strikes out guriel on three heaters uh like 
97, 98.4, which is like his hardest ever pitch he's thrown for a strike in the big leagues. Uh, I was like, oh, game's over. Yeah. And I was kind of like chilling after that. Um, especially after the, the Braves started just piling on runs. So uh, it was a really, really cool experience. Um, very motivating considering like I was there a few weeks prior and we got our shit pushed in. So to co- to go back and, and watch a team like accomplish the, the final goal on the road, it, w- it was really, really awesome. And then, yeah, after we went, went back to the, the team, ho- their team hotel and hung out with his family a little bit and uh, got to see Max for a little bit. Now that was pretty much it. Got out of there, let them do their thing. What'd you tell them? Uh, oh man, that I, I essentially like, dude, you're, you're like a living legend now. You know, you, you just started, you threw six shutout innings. I thought he was going to throw a complete game. Mm-hmm. I, he was on like pretty much hundred pitch complete game pace. Uh, but I guess like he did start to feel a little sore and stuff. So they, uh, went with their insane back end of their bullpen instead. And that's understandable. Mm-hmm. Did you uh did you watch the end of that thing, Tyler? And if so, like what what are your emotions as a uh as an active player? Does it drive you? Does it get you going? Do you have no feeling? I don't I didn't like sit and watch the game. I remember where was I at? I was like watching, I was somewhere just kind of like checking in. I wasn't like watching pitch by pitch, but I always tend to side with the pitcher, no matter what. Like, because I know what it feels like to go, especially in the postseason game, and not to pitch well. And like you know, and like I'm sure Lucas, you obviously you know what it feels like to pitch really well and you know what it feels like to not pitch well and have to like sit with it and kind of think about it through the week. So like anytime I see a pitcher like really struggling, no matter what, even if I like don't like the person, something in me is always like, Oh, this sucks. Like I have so much empathy for like a player who's not doing well. So I know he struggled. What was it? Game one. He, he struggled a bit. Game two. Yeah. Game two. And then he came back out and I saw the final line and was just like, yeah, I don't know him. Like he's from my area. I've never really talked to him. But I remember just feeling like joy for him. Like I almost felt like the feeling of it's not like you're excited that you pitched well. It's like you're very you're relieved that you don't need to like it's like you did it. You did your job. That's game six. Like you just pitched six innings like you contributed so much to your team. You can breathe and you can enjoy the rest of what's about to happen. And like I just felt like almost like euphoric for him. Like you just went out and pitched six mm-hmm. shutout innings, six strikeouts in a postseason game. Like that's what every pitcher's dream is in the World Series too. to like win a world series for your team. Like he's accomplished something that very, very, very few people ever accomplished. So like, it's something yeah. like he'll on his deathbed. He'll certainly think of that for sure. Yeah. It's, it's weird. I feel like it still hasn't sunken in for him. I talk to him like damn near every day. And That's it's it. like, even like post parade post being home, like he's, you know, he took some time off. He started working out and I'm like, yo, like, you won the world series. Like you did the last game. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm tired, man. I can't believe like the season's right around the corner. I'm like, yeah, cool. I guess it's one of those things too. Like when you look back at like your experiences and like, this is a weird analogy, but like middle school or elementary school, high school, like the things that brought you, like you look back with like very fond memories. Like it takes a lot of years before you could like really like that memory becomes solidified. Like and I, I think it's going to take him a while and he's going to be like sitting there one day and just be like, whoa, like you yeah, can always exactly. probably recall that memory and just be like, that's insane. He's going to be that old grandpa at Thanksgiving dinner. Just like, 
I uh, and like he'll have like YouTube to show his kids now. Like what a time to be alive. Like it'll be awesome. <laughs> it'll be something different by then. One more thing yeah. about it too. So his pitch is his big curveball. Yeah. And he game two where it didn't go so well. It was unlucky. He was getting weak contact after weak right. contact. It just didn't, yeah yeah. It, they just found holes. He used a lot of his curveball. Um. And like towards that, towards the end of his outing, he actually was like really solid, like the last two to three innings. And he started throwing more changeups, which he like never, ever throws. I've been telling him for years, like your changeups are really good. You need to throw it. You're going to get like, you want your strikeout numbers to go up, start throwing your changeup more. You're going to get a lot more punch outs. And so then fast forward to game six. And I didn't talk to him at all leading up to it. I was like, I'm not going to be in your year. You got enough shit going on. And he comes out and he threw like so many changeups to Tucker, the lefty. They're, they're really, yes. really good hitter. Lefty Nasty Kyle Tucker. Too. Yeah, he went like he got like first pitch strike or whatever, maybe threw a ball. And then he went like back foot. So it's like back foot change up, back foot change up, swing, miss, swing, miss. I've never seen him throw that sequence ever. Like left, like left on left changeups. I oh, yeah. was like, it made me very proud because what a perfect time to do I'm it. A change I do, it was like the fillet front hand swings too. I remember like they were gross changeups too. They almost look like curveballs depending on like the camera angle. Yes. And I remember looking at it too. Like I haven't seen him pitch a bunch, but I've seen enough to like know his repertoire. And I was just like, changeups. And then we're going to be like, wow, like how, why yeah. have you not thrown that thing? Like, yeah, it's, it's game disgusting. six. It was, it, I, I was like super impressed because it's game six of the World Series and he comes out and he ended up throwing more changeups than curveballs. Yeah, that's impressive. Perfect time to do it too. Just like anti game plan. And like, you know, the Astros prepared, like they sell out like a lot of the, like they know the game plan. Like they're so good at airports. Like, what a perfect time to do it. And then to change up what you're comfortable with to get away from your strengths or what you're used to in a game like that. That's, he has pretty large balls. That's pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. Watching game two, I could tell immediately the Astro, like he likes to throw his fastball cuts a little bit. So he likes to throw his fast, forcing fastball in on righties. And that sets up his slider going back foot. Yeah. And uh, kind of like a Kershaw almost. And he was doing that. And they were just like, just like in these little jam knocks and it's cause like they're ready. They're like, okay, we're just protecting the inside third. And even mm -hmm. more than that, like that's all we're looking for. And they were able to just like squeak balls out. And then the next game, he's like throwing fastballs away, change yeah. up off of that, like completely changing the game plan. They were not ready for it at all. Is so that, is that something really impressive? Do you think that's something that he, did alone or was that something that like a, a coach also brought up to him but i know you mentioned the true media and him doing it um like he's he's very independent in like what he does but do you think it was like a, a joint effort or was he like i need to change this up like i need to like what why why such a drastic change i want to say it was very much him him and, probably, and his yeah. program what he likes to do yeah that's cool yeah and and with his and with his catcher darno yeah who's the man he was with us for a while he's mm -hmm. awesome too yeah Good stuff, dude. I like that. By mm. the way, class, you'll be happy to know. Bryce Harper, one for six, three Ks against the tall guy. Tight. Look at that. Nice. <laughs> Sweet. I had like a 70 RA that year, and I think he's like the only guy to do well against. <laughs> 
Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Now look at us. <laughs> Three Ks. <laughs> there it That's is. All that Next. matters. Yeah. All right, I got one more question. We're going to spin the wheel of moderately interesting things and let you guys enjoy or not enjoy Thanksgiving meal because you all both hate it for whatever reason. <laughs> um, Lucas, people want to know, since you called in uh, to the World Series viewing party and you were like, yeah, I'm playing NHL video game with Davy Jones. How did Davy Jones's season go? Oh, I stopped playing it like days later. What? <laughs> I sports games get really boring to me after like it's always like I buy the game and I'm like obsessed with them playing online. I'm, I'm doing like the create a player or whatever and I'm doing it, doing it, doing it. And I'm like, all right. That was Over it. it. Over so it. Davy Jones doesn't exist anymore. No, he exists. He's just on my PlayStation five, but I have he. I mean, I, I got through, I don't know, maybe like 15, 20 games of the NHL regular season, and he was just scoring. I, it was ridiculous. I don't play on that hard of a difficulty, so it was like just putting up like six points a game, whether it be like assists, goals. I mean, I would just skate through everybody and and – shoot a little wrist shot and it goes in so what's your gut tell you that uh you're done with that season and is davy jones on ice or are you going to finish this thing wow it's going to be uh probably in baseball season um i obviously i mostly play video games on on my computer and i can't Mm -hmm. bring that on the road so i'll like i have my ps5 that i do bring on the road and so that's probably when I'll continue it. So Got you'll it. have to wait until next year of Rose Rotation to ask me how that's going. Stay tuned. <laughs> right um, now, I'm just playing like Halo and all it. the first-person shooters that are coming out. Nice. Uh, this is for both of you. We did a little John Boy Media gift shop giveaway, and um, we were doing a $30 gift certificate to whomever could guess closest for a task that a bunch of us were doing. Jake did one, Jimmy, all of us. Mine was how fast could I do 30 push-ups? Now, if I had to, I could stop for a little bit, you know, take a knee, whatever. I am 50 years old. Tyler, how fast do you think I could do 30 push-ups? Um, let me think. Five minutes. Five minutes. Lucas? A push-up. Push-ups should take two two seconds. Yeah. So if you do them all consecutively, it would it would take one minute. I am fifty years old. Yeah, but you look like you have good upper body strength. Sorry, not bad. Would you say? I'd say (laughs) thirty. I'll go with like three minutes and forty seconds. Yeah, I think he's got me there. Seconds, Robbie. Roll it. They're going to be quick. I already feel it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The way four. you just like introduce that. Two, three, four. No, wait. Oh, these are seconds. I thought that was minutes already. Yeah, I guess it's more about one second. Wait, you're at 15 in like 15 seconds? Oh, man. Yeah, just you got saying. it. <laughs> The old guy what pulled the rope dope on you, folks. What about like Jake and Jumbo? What did they get it in? I well, they didn't have to do push-ups. Their uh, task was something different, something easier. 
The only problem well, we was really I miscounted the first time. Oh, there you go. By the oh, way, you did sweet, 29. Sweet, yeah. sweet Palo I've got working there with my hair. Oh, yeah. It would have been it would have been well under 35 seconds. Yeah. Yes. Maybe yes. you needed a little break before 30, but wow, yeah, I'm very good. impressed. I couldn't good. do that. No shot. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. You got one strong co-host with you. There you go. Nice. I can't do shit else. That's it. Like <laughs> I max out at push-ups. <laughs> and I think of new topics for the wheel of moderately interesting things. Brand new. You guys get fresh five topics. I have not brought these on anyone. So uh, the categories are Toy Story, Stevie's Wondering, Wild Ride, Watch Out, and Ring Chaser. I, I almost want to stop it on Ring Chaser because the question's so good. <laughs> It's your show, you can do whatever you want. Ring Chaser. All right. <laughs> Amazing. You guys are all about the ring. You guys always tell me how badly you want to win, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you do anything for a World Series ring. Mm-hmm. Glass, you're 6'7, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lucas, you're 6'6. Six, six. Mm-hmm. If I could guarantee you a World Series ring, would you walk around life the rest of your life five foot six? No. <laughs> what? I don't know. I don't think so. I think I'd cut it off at ah, a World Series ring, honestly. All right. So I'm losing like 13 inches. But a World Series ring would wow, it's a tough question. Five I foot six, said no, man. but I need to yeah, five foot six is just like ah no offense to any of those people who are five foot six, but <laughs> it would be so it would be like weird to get used to. First of all, yeah. I wouldn't be able to pitch ever again. You might have like maybe you'd feel better though. Like when you're older, would I, you're would 70, I be like would, feel better. would I get the World Series ring? Would I like have to transition to an analytics role? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't exactly. I, how the so hell am I going to pitch at five foot six? You don't bro? lose yeah. your superpowers on the mound. You are still exactly stuff. somehow you are the first five foot six inch, ninety six mile an hour throwing like, short arm like, guy. Like seven feet of extensions gone. That's not possible anymore. Will you play along? Yeah, in this hypothetical world, it is. Uh, you know, think about two life after baseball, like a World Series ring. Is like something... I like going to I like going to concerts and like a live show it's, it's done yeah i'm not gonna see anything anymore that's one of my favorite parts of being tall is like you can go in like the the pit and you get like a bunch of space behind you because yeah. no one wants no one to be wants right to behind, stand you. behind you that's true <laughs> very true uh so my, answer? Answer? my answer my answer no i'd rather do it the hard way than give yeah. up that much height yeah, I Last. feel like I'm confident to know like if I go and like I'm on like a I'm on a good team right now. And if everyone plays one well pitch well, I'll just win one anyway. So no, I'll keep my height and I'll just do it the normal way. <laughs> well, here's the great thing about this show. Our producer extraordinaire, Robbie Shiraco, is an expert in this area. Robbie, why don't you join us very quickly? Hey guys. Hey buddy. What's up, Robbie? Uh well, I'm five six. I'm five six. <laughs> Oh, no. So, you know, I mean, I can't throw 98, but I am 5'6". And let me tell you, it's not too bad. Yeah, I was going to say, you seem really happy. You seem like a like a 
like an always pretty chipper spirits. guy. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So you yeah. know, facial hair too. I never. Uh, if you I throw never... the facial hair, maybe I'll consider it. Okay. I was never ever <laughs> yeah. ever trying to hate on all the short kings out there. That's right. Short. <laughs> no shot. Right here. Not. Bobby, that was quickly, never. The what are intention. the benefits of being five foot six? Um. Well, apparently you live longer if you're short. Mm. There you go. Something Ooh. that I read, I think, I don't know, when I was like 10, you know? Um, when you were also five foot six. Yeah. You can get basically. any clothes, like any pair of shoes or any like oh, jeans or shirts or anything that you want. Clothing. I've yeah, been able to well, do that forever. I have short legs, though. So, uh, you know, I have to get under that 30 30, which a lot of places don't have. Ooh. Yeah. But that baggy look sometimes is kind of cool, you know? Like you can get that 30, 32, 30. 30 and kind of like you can rock it a little bit get them flared out bottoms who knows that's true you know yeah bring it back yeah. a little bit yeah no i usually just cuff it it look like an idiot but it's all good you know it happens for how, me how tall's your wife she's five three five two oh. five three yeah so you're a giant yeah basically yeah, yeah. <laughs> lucas how tall is your wife five ten is she really hey hey wow. hey <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're going at it they're they're really upset with each other. He's he's talking to the cats, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't say he's, his wife, wife is five foot ten. And Rob's wife is fighting. It's not money. happening. <laughs> we don't do that. Yeah. All right, Robbie, thank you for being our five foot six inch expert. Yeah, of course. We always appreciate it. And with that, he's gone. So um, the, the clothing guys thing, just don't I, want to I, win very much. I didn't consider the clothing thing because for me, like I, I don't, I don't go to like a mall and shop for clothes that's not even mm -hmm. that's no. not a possibility no uh what size shoe are you 14 glass 16 oh my god it's tough what do you do you shop on bigshoes.com as well do you <laughs> no no you i no i i'm so 14 is a cutoff for like True. regular shoes You're and so, so i'm able to like yeah i'm able to like get stuff through nike um I like my like Air Jordans and all that. So, yeah. Have you uh, ever forgot right you're on like a on a minor league road trip? Or forgot your cleats or your or your shoes or anything? Because you have to pack your own bag. Yes, I was. And when that's they, weird. I was oddly always pretty good about packing my bag. I the one thing I forget all the time is the belt. But belts are like relatively easy because even if there isn't like a leather belt that's the exactly. right size you can use the elastic one that's the problem with the um, shoes though like in the minor leagues i just space out i would forget my shoes or my cleats and i'd look in my bag and be like oh my god like what i can't go do? to a store and buy a pair of shoes like i can't <laughs> i've squeezed into like 14s before or like running like just turfs especially too like in the minor leagues like they just get mad at you for everything so i just was like oh my god this my life is over like i just remember <laughs> freaking out because I can't go anywhere and get them. It was just, it was bad. But when, what, when did you like, when did your foot settle at size 16? It's funny. When I was like 12, I had a size 12, 13, 13, 14, 14, 15, 15, and then 16 stopped. And then I was good to go. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was weird. <laughs> yeah. Our oldest son is a size 15 shoe. Holy. Wow. Really? How tall is he? He looks like tall too. It looks like he's going to like be a very, like, he's six, four and a half, the older one. He just, uh, is he done growing? he's done growing. I think okay. the younger one's done growing too, because he's got like, he's got like the patchy. He calls it the Mookie Betts facial hair. He's got there some go. here, some there. <laughs> nice. He, he's done it. He's at he's six one one ninety. I think. So, now we just mm. got to get him on a strength training program. That's your your guys's job. So he starts throwing, you know, eighty six by next year. Let's go, guys. Let's pick it up. There it is. 
That's it. Mobility. Uh, and with that, we're done for another edition of the uh, Rose Rotation. Gentlemen, have a happy Thanksgiving, whether you like the meal or not. Okay? Yeah. Thank you. You too. And uh, I always greatly appreciate the time. Lucas, uh, go get that rotisserie bird for your uh, your amazing wife when she comes home from work. I'm yeah, I'll f- I'm going to figure out what, what I'll be making. Mashed potatoes and all that stuff. Got to go candy games. Was that where you put the marshmallows on top? Yes, I'm on board. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. Okay, good, good. Glass, maybe we'll see you this weekend. Maybe we'll see you at another trip somewhere out here. Yeah, I'll be back. You'll see me at some point. We're going to do it. Love it. And thanks very much to you for listening as well here on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media.